Have you finished your personal statement yet? Now's the perfect time to get it professionally reviewed by a medical school HQ expert advisor. We have former directors of admissions, admissions officers, and the like on our small team of amazing people. They have the inside knowledge from reading thousands and thousands and thousands, tens, if not 100,000 personal statements going through the process and setting up the process for their whole committee. They know exactly what medical schools look for and the common red flags that can get your entire application thrown out. Take advantage of our flash sale right now, going through May 6th, up to 6,000 characters reviewed for just $150. That's a $75 discount on our regular price. Go to editmyps.com. Again, that's editmyps.com. The pre-med year, session number 305. Hello and welcome to the three-time Academy Award-nominated podcast, The Pre-Med Years, where we believe that collaboration, not competition, is key to your success. I'm your host, Dr. Ryan Gray, and in this podcast, we share with you stories, encouragement, and information that you need to know to help guide you on your path to becoming a physician. Welcome back to The Pre-Med Years. If this is not your first time here, if this is your first time here. Thank you for taking the time to join me, taking some time out of your day to hear some awesome Q&A today. Now, I did another one of these podcasts uh, not that long ago, about three weeks ago, session 302, and I got a lot of great feedback from that episode, and so I thought I would do it again. And the more I think about these, I love these Q&A podcasts. I have the another podcast that it was kind of on hiatus because I was doing Facebook Lives with them, and then I had a baby, and then I moved, and uh, so many other things. Uh, but I have another podcast called Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A, and I'm trying to figure out where I can use these Instagram Q&As because you guys on Instagram are killing it with these questions and somehow integrate those into that podcast, uh, the Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A podcast. So... I'll be doing some thinking on that, and then I will let you guys know. But if you didn't know, I have multiple podcasts. This podcast, The Pre-Med Years, is my oldest podcast, the longest-running podcast, closing in on 2.5 million downloads, uh, over 300 episodes, obviously, and uh, I love this podcast. We cover everything pre-med Related. I also have the old premeds podcast, which was my second podcast, where we cover uh, very similar Q and A type stuff, but for non traditional students. And I take those questions directly from the old premeds or the non traditional premed form over at medicalschoolhq.net/forms. My third podcast was the MCAT podcast that I do with Next Step Test Prep. If you're in the test prep world, you're looking to get into the MCAT and getting study materials, looking at tutoring, or looking at an MCAT course, or or even uh, obviously the biggest thing that you need, the most important thing, practice, test, next step has you covered. Use the promo code MSHQ to save some money over there at nextsteptestprep.com. When you use that code MSHQ, it supports me. I get a little beer money every time you use that code. So I appreciate it. If you're in the market for that, use that code. Uh, My fourth podcast, Specialty Stories, where I interview physicians from every specialty 
is out there that helps you get an idea of what is available, what is out there. I have one coming up that is a cornea specialist. That was a a fun episode, an ophthalmologist, cornea specialist. specialist. And then Ask Dr. Gray pre-med Q&A was my fifth one. Those were Facebook Lives, and I turned those into podcasts. And then I have some awesome new podcasts coming up. I have a step one, level one podcast coming up for med students. So I'm taking you from your pre-med to your med school years and then a, a yet to be announced uh, podcast that is MCAT related. And I'll, I'll give you that. That's all I'll give you. So with that, we have a ton of great questions from the pre-med community over on Instagram. If you don't follow me on Instagram, you should. I'm at Medical School HQ. You can find me and everything I do over there. I'm hoping to get to 10,000 followers. I'm at 7,559. I'm trying to get to that magical 10,000 followers. So if you haven't followed me over there, I would love for you to. Again, that's Medical School HQ over on Instagram. All right, so let's go ahead and get through these questions. So this question is, where can I find a good source of practice questions for the MCAT? And so I mentioned already earlier in this episode, Next Step Test Prep. They have QBanks, they have full-length exams, etc. Students tell me they're the second best next to AAMC, use the promo code MSHQ to save some money. So next step, test prep, that's where you want to go for your um, questions. Uh, They have an MCAT course over there. They have books. They have it all. So that is a good one. Uh, This next question is, when should I take the MCAT? Junior year? So taking the MCAT is a tricky proposition. You need to take it around March or April of the year you're planning to apply, which is the year before you plan to start med school, right? So you take it ideally in March or April of the year that you are going to apply. Now, why do you take it in March or April? of the year you are going to apply, taking it in March or April will give you time to get your score back so that you know what you are applying with. Taking it later may delay your application and it may ruin your chances of getting in because you may not get the score that you want. So that is why I recommend taking it March or April of the year that you are going to apply, which is the year before you are planning to start medical school. All right, so here's an interesting question. If you could tell a student to research one current health topic before interviews, what would it be? Now, I'm not sure I can say research one health topic. You need to be aware of everything that's going on. You need to be aware of what's going on right now with Judge Kavanaugh and his nomination for the Supreme Court because that affects Roe v. Wade and abortion. You need to be aware of what's going on with euthanasia. You need to be aware of what's going on on with marijuana laws and the student in California who was just allowed to go to school with epilepsy with her marijuana or cannabis. So you need to know it all. 
so I wouldn't recommend just knowing one thing. I would recommend knowing it all. So stay in in contact with all of the news sites, with what's going on in the world. The next question, tips on reaching out, making connection with schools before one applies in May. Now, this is always one of my biggest tips is to reach out and talk to med schools before, and the key is before, before you apply. But don't reach out with stupid questions. Reach out with thoughtful things to say, hey, here's who I am. What do you think? You need to have a thought-out question and not just, uh, um, what uh, type of curriculum do you have? You need to, to lay out who you are and ask a specific question. Ask for their advice on something, maybe. So reaching, reaching out to med school is very, very, very important. Don't do it after you've applied. That's a little bit too late. Don't try to squeeze it in at the last minute. Really be thoughtful and reach out to schools, especially the schools that you want to go to, especially if you're struggling with something. Reach out to them and say, hey, here's what I'm struggling with. Here's what I'm thinking about. What do you recommend to make me more competitive at your school? The next question, at what point do I have to realize that pre-med is not for me if I can't do well in 100 level classes. So this is all just self-awareness. The question is, why are you not doing well? Are you doing poorly because you're not studying properly? Are you doing poorly because you're just bored? Are you doing poorly because you don't like it? That's what you have to know. So you have to figure out what what is the problem. And from that point forward, you figure out if this is something you still want to do. If this is what you want to do, then you figure it out. You ask for help. You get a tutor. You exhaust all of your resources. Only if this is what you want to do. If you're not sure, move on. The next question is, what are my thoughts on taking bio-electives that interest me versus not risking taking a hit to the science GPA? I'm never one to play it safe. Take the classes that you enjoy and do well in them. Obviously, if you do poorly in them, then it's going to take a hit to your science GPA. But take the classes you want to hear. Don't play it safe. It's only one life. So the next one really isn't a question. It just says going over the different kinds of curriculum. So when it comes to medical school curriculums, you have traditional curriculum, which is all of the individual courses separately. You have a systems-based curriculum where you learn the cardiovascular system and the anatomy, physiology, pathophysiology, pharmacology, all in one. Or you have, or you have different problem-based learnings. You have you have lots of different curriculums. So just go out there and look at the schools that you're interested in. See what kind of curriculums they have. The next question, how early should you request a letter of recommendation? For example, I asked the professor that semester and they want to send it in through TMDSAS or AMCAS, but you're not applying until 2019. What do you do with those letters of recs that you get early? I don't trust to wait until the application season opens. They act like they don't want to hand you the letter of recommendation personally. You can't ask for a letter of recommendation too early especially if they are going to send it indirectly to the application services. You can only send in to the application services the year that you are applying. 
You can use a service like Interfolio and have the letters stored there, but it's always ideal to have those letters uh, dated the year that you are applying. So what do you do? You talk to the professor, let him or her know that you are going to want a letter of recommendation and you stay in touch with him or her, keep him or her updated on what you're doing. And then when you're ready, you ask for that letter of recommendation. I'm not sure what this next question is. It says, more detailed advice for secondary applications. That's a little bit too broad for one specific episode, but I will tell you this. Secondary applications are pretty easy. You just have to answer the question that is being asked of you. That's all. Easy questions. There's a lot of questions, a lot of essays to write, but just answer the question. Don't overthink it. The next question, how hard would medical school prereqs be coming from a recently graduated nursing degree, nursing grad? So it all depends on who you are. Every student's going to be different. Your prereqs are going to be different um, and just depends on your level of comfort with those science classes, how well you did in your nursing degree to determine how well you're going to do in your prereqs. The next question, what do medical schools think about deferring for a year? So I actually deferred a year. I called the medical school once I was in New York Medical College and I said, hey, I wanna defer a year. And they're like, why? So I told them why and they're like, okay, no problem. See you next year. Every school is gonna be different. You just have to have a good reason why. <laughs> the next question is, what's your favorite color? It's very important to know for my life as a pre-med. My favorite color is blue. What's yours? Another good question, is medical assisting a good job for a gap year and does it count as shadowing hours? So medical assisting does not count as shadowing hours. While you are working, you may potentially get shadowing hours in there, but the actual work of medical assisting is clinical experience. And yes, it's a great job. The next question, for someone with chronic illness who is applying to med school, how should they approach this topic in their applications? So I've covered this on the podcast a few times with chronic illnesses, with disabilities, so go check those out. But my advice to you is to avoid it as much as possible. Avoid talking about it as much as possible. You don't want to give medical schools any easy reason to automatically reject you, to put your application in the do not interview pile. So tread lightly. What do I do if I feel like I don't have a compelling story for my personal statement? Well, step one is go buy my personal statement book, the pre-med playbook guide to the medical school personal statement, and get that out of your head that you don't have a compelling story. Because ultimately, your job is not to have a compelling story, it's just to talk about why you want to be a physician, period, end of story. That's it. Why do you want to be one? And our last question for this podcast, our Instagram Q&A, does it matter if you graduate in more than four years and how to make up for that? Well, there's really nothing to make up for. Take as much time as you want, as much time as you need. There is no right answer to how long it takes to finish your undergrad. I've interviewed students who took 11 years to finish their undergrad. Go check it out. 
All right, and that is all I have for you. As I mentioned, the Pre-Med Playbook Guide to the Medical School Personal Statement, if you're struggling with your personal statement, the Pre-Med Playbook Guide to the Medical School Interview, if you are preparing for your interviews or you just want to get a head start on preparing for your interviews, go check that book out. I've heard that the interview book actually helps with applications, with secondary essays, because it gets you thinking about a lot of about who you are and why you are here. Uh, I am working on several more books, uh, the Pre-Med Playbook Guide to the Medical School Application, the Pre-Med Playbook Guide to the MMI, the Pre-Med Playbook Guide to, you guessed it, anything and everything. They're all coming. So hopefully you won't be tired of my Pre-Med Playbook series by the time I'm done writing all of these books. If you have any suggestions for future podcast episodes, let me know. If you are someone who has an interesting story, that you think should be shared here on this podcast. I'm always looking for amazing guests, so please feel free to reach out for me. My e- reach out to me. My email is ryan at medicalschoolhq.net. I hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the Premed Years. Yeah.